Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. I've always been pretty clear that there's no uplifted humans. You can't make a giant human. Uh, Something in the process sends them mad or kills them off. Their bodies aren't designed for it. I mean, that said, the setting is called Giant's Reach. But anyway, there's um, always going to be a degree of cross-contamination. And I like the idea that we're maybe starting to see some humans with just a bit more muscle mass, with a bit less intelligence, um, a bit less personality, more animalistic. Um, and uh, this, the final part of uh, foreign trade, um, has someone like that in it. So enjoy. Foreign Trade, Part 3 The boat rocked slightly as the customs agent jumped aboard. She was followed almost immediately by a man who had more in common with an uplift than a human. Built like a side of beef Ferret had once seen hanging in a butcher's, he bristled with menace. Cargo check, the agent said. What are you hauling and where are you bound? Hilltop, his father said. Visiting family. Nothing to declare. She frowned. Riding a little low in the water for nothing, aren't you? She didn't move, didn't appear to make any signal at all but the giant behind her immediately began to lumber towards the door to the cargo hold. Ferret was moving even before he could think. I can show you, he said, darting between the door and the man. His father's eyes flicked in his direction for the barest instance, widening, but Ferret swung the door open. Right this way. Lucius, check it, the agent said. Let's see some ship registration papers, Mr... Ferret swung the door open and stepped down the small stairway into the cargo hold. Almost immediately, Lucius followed, squeezing through the rounded doorway and blocking what light there was. The stairs struggled under his weight, each one creaking in distress. The cargo hold was almost the length of the boat. It was an unremarkable room to look at, wooden boards laid across and between the ribs that gave the hull structure. Metal cleats had been embedded into the wood, designed for ropes to be lashed to in case of stormy weather. Now, though, it was empty. A point of pride for Ferret was the lack of water in here. Most of the otters, he knew, pulled barges that constantly had puddles in their cargo holds, and he had overheard too many arguments over ruined cargo to risk it. See? Nothing to see here. Lucius elbowed into the room and stood in the middle, the top of his bald head brushing the deck above. He turned all around, the flat ruin of a nose moving. Then, quite suddenly, he dropped to all fours. What? Ferret started, but the man was scuttling around the cargo hold, sniffing deeply, like a dog. He bent close to the floor, and Ferret realised with a cold feeling in his stomach that he was paying more attention to the openings of the hidden cargo containers, the ones the dust was in. Could he smell the dust? Were his senses that keen? Ferret took an experimental sniff, but only the faint smell of waste from the river water and the wood and wax of the boat came to him. 
Ferret could only watch, his heart thrumming in his chest, as Lucius performed his strange ritual. The man stopped, just as suddenly, and sat back like a baby. Lucius, the agent's voice came from above. Anything? The man shook his head, then apparently realising he couldn't be seen by her, reached one enormous fist up, knocked on the deck three times. He rolled forwards, got to his feet, and pushed past Ferret and back up the stairs. Ferret, everything clenched, followed. Well, this paperwork's in awful condition, but that's not against the law. Not yet, anyway, the agent was saying. She clicked her fingers towards Lucius, who clambered back into the little customs boat. The agent paused, halfway over the side. Go about your business. Sail well. And you, Ferret's father said. He waited until the little boat had moved away before turning to Ferret. Anything? He was acting like he could smell what was down there, Ferret said quietly. But no. Reckon they're putting yellow dust in the food. Something unnatural about that man, his father said. But that's a problem for another day. We need to get on. Trim the sails, lad, and let's take advantage of the tide while we still can. As the boat moved down the river, heading south towards the sea, a wind began to blow from behind, a cold sharpness that bit at exposed skin. The sails billowed, and Ferret sat on the prow and stared into the darkness that lay ahead as they slowly moved into it. You've been listening to Flash Fiction written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash giantsreach where you can find more fiction just like this, 